Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. Welcome into the BBOC podcast. This is the week 12 betting recap. This is not Stucky's voice. I'm Tim Kalinowski, joined by Colin Wilson. I'm filling in for Stucky on this uh, Sunday here reaction. Stucky's a little bit under the weather. You know, anyone who follows Stucky, you know that this guy, he doesn't sleep. He's a grinder. So he's, he, we're giving him, said, Stucky, you got to get some rest. You're sick. And so Colin, th- thanks for letting me on. I feel, uh, yeah, you know, you're not gonna rep- you're not gonna fill Stucky's shoes. It's a tall task, but I like to, you know, just at least shoot the shit with you about some football every once in a while. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, I'm glad to have you in, Tim. We got to get Stucky back up to full health. But uh, no, I had a I had a great weekend, uh, and so hopefully the voicemails aren't as volatile as your first time sitting in this role on Sunday listening to these things. But do you know who I blame for Stucky being sick? I blame Conference USA because this whole every day of football starting like the first you know week of October, I mean, it takes it out on you. This is a, I mean, this is what is our what are we on day sixty seven of consecutive football? It's crazy. They they say this all the time, Colin. Like the the season. Oh, playing all these games. You know, Thursday night football in the NFL injury risk. There it it ha- it happens for betters too. You know, it happens for the cappers, the guys that are are watching every second of these games until till their eyes start watering because they can't look at a screen a second longer. So, I mean, it, it's 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 important for the betters. Keep us in mind as well. And it's important for us too, Colin, to talk about our teams on this Saturday or on this Sunday. Give a, uh, can I get an update on, on your Arkansas Razorbacks? Where do we stand? Well, I mean, Pittman comes out. He's got new clothes on. He says, this is our new logo for the team. It's this A. I think it's it's in the font chart on Microsoft Word. But uh, he says, with new attitude, new pride. And uh, then they go on to not cover against Florida International. Not a lot of fire. Not a lot of anything. I think the big news on the Hill is, is KJ Jefferson going to stay? But 
we'll talk about that another time. But I Arkansas was lifeless and got a turnover in the box score. They shouldn't even come close to sniffing the spread, which they didn't cover, which means we're probably going to be all over Missouri, a game that drink loves to rub in Arkansas's face. How did you do over on the uh, Clemson side? Did Tyler from Spartanburg call in? Because Clemson was looking a little shady for a couple couple quarters. Yeah, I was down in Clemson. I am still down in Clemson, went to the game. So I also had to do my best with Stucky being out of paying attention to the other box scores and highlights around college football because I was like, okay, yeah, I get to mail it in this week and just go to a tailgate, get drunk and hang out. But it was pretty good down in, in uh, Clemson land. Ever since Dabo said buy stock, they've ripped off a bunch of wins in a row. Um, I will say like, so everyone down there is, is the tune down in Clemson is, yeah, you know, all those games we lost, we, it could have gone either way. We should have won them. And I'm like, one, that's college football Two, This isn't the NFL. You don't get to be like in the hunt and like, oh, no one wants to play this team in the first round of the AFC wildcard. Like, that's not how it works. And three, they tried to do the same thing against North Carolina. They messed around with fumbles and this, they had to get uh, you know, pretty lucky in the first quarter because UNC was almost up 14 nothing in a blink. And this Clemson team can't play from behind. But I guess I'm getting in, them in trouble for too many things that they didn't do. Yeah, here's the important thing. Is Dabo going to look in the portal next week, a week from today? Is he going to start looking at the players that are funneling in there? I I tend to hope so. I mean, it it's just – I don't know how to feel on the situation. I mean, does he have to use the portal? Yes. But a lot of things that they were poor at this season was execution. They just put the ball on the turf every time that they shouldn't. And to me, it's like, you know, I think Will Shipley's a damn good player. I think Cade Cade Klubnik is capable. So why are you fumbling? Like, I don't, I don't know who changes things like that. Obviously they miss a game breaker on the outside and the guy that you close your eyes and you say third and eight, who do you go to? Who do you like? They had they always had a guy like that. So that's what they missed. But also too, Colin, little wrinkle here. I had North Carolina plus 11 from August. And all of a sudden this game lands exactly on 11. So all that summer handicapping for nothing. That's why I go very light on game of the years, because even though you could have 10 points of closing line value, you're just a turnover or uh, an injury, something away. It's just impossible to predict it. But all right, so enough about Clemson and Arkansas. The star of the show on Sunday is always the voicemails. Tim, you want to tell us how we're handling this since uh, in, in Stuck's absence? Yeah, look, I had I played five seconds of the first voicemail just to get a feel for what we were going to be dealing with. So I haven't heard anything else, and I think think one of the first one at least was was kind of going after Stucky. And so I said, well, what am I going to do? I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm Stucky and get yelled at for no reason. So how I'm going to do this is I'm going to be judge, jury, and execution over here. The people that have a bone to pick with Stucky or any sort of gripe, I'm going to tell you if that's fair or not fair. If we should, you know, take them to sentencing or, you know what, you have no case, we're going to throw this out. I guess this would be, I'm playing, I could, they could put me in the Harbaugh situation here and I could play that as well. So. I mean, let's, let's go to work and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'm fair. I'm a fair, fair guy. All right. Let's get to the voicemails to recap week 12. Bad beats, back doors and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bats on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. This is going to be short and sweet stuck you dumb 
Auburn minus 25. <laughs> Sucky, I want you to personally apologize to Mike Calabrese and Mike Ionello right now. The group of five deep dive shout out. They put their heart and souls into this podcast. And what do you do? You absolutely on them. I am tired of it, all right? Put on the clown makeup. This New Mexico State team is not a Ponzi team. This is the greatest covering team in college football history. I love my producer, Matt Mitchell. You know what I want him to do? I want him to go, Diego, Diego, on this podcast because I want you to understand something. This New Mexico State team is a wagon. Roll Aggie. 12-leg parlay. And I slammed it with just heavy money line favorites. And as I listened to your guys' show, Stuck, you said something along the lines of, Auburn and Hugh Freeze, they're almost 29-point favorites against New Mexico State. That should be an easy cover for Hugh Freeze. Are you kidding me? They're not only not going to cover, they're going to lose outright to one of the worst teams in the country. Hugh Freeze, holy this is ridiculous. Hey, listen, Stucky, 25-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm not a winner right now. Maybe me come outside of the damn reception and tell you that Auburn just lost by three touchdowns. Hugh Freeze, I don't care. I don't care. Hugh Freeze, I don't, I don't. That's what you sound like. You sound like a damn robot because you're sick and you sound like a dumbass. And Auburn just lost by three touchdowns to damn New Mexico State and Jerry Kill, guy who can't even stay live on the sideline. Come on, man. You can do better. I know you can do better. This isn't a bad beat. This is a declaration, an imploration, a call, a yearn, nay, a demand to Stucky, get on the New Mexico State bandwagon, brother. You faded them against Middle Tennessee. You faded them against New Mexico. You faded them against Sam Houston State. And you faded them against Auburn today. And guess what? They won all those games. They covered all those games. All aboard the train. And cue it up. Diego, Diego, Diego. Okay, I'm jumping in. Here's the thing. Did Stucky address or or mention the spot for Auburn here with having Alabama obviously on deck next week? Did yeah, he dismiss that at any point? The genesis of this, I believe, was the fact that New Mexico State has clinched a spot in the Conference USA Championship game. They didn't need this game. They were paid $1.8 million, And Diego was not supposed to play. And he did. And they dominated. So... How it works around here, Tim, is I will give you a couple of advanced stats out of the box score, and then you get to play judge, jury, executioner, whether Stucky made a trash pick and he deserves all this hate. So, listen, Auburn only held the ball for 21 minutes. Uh, New Mexico State nearly doubled their time of possession. Auburn only ran 45 plays. Half of their rushing attempts were stuffed. Uh, And at the same time, Diego Pavia, 50% of their drives, there's only eight of them, were all methodical. They drained clock and scored four points per trip inside the 40. They dominated them in army style. Now, Tim, I'll leave it up to you. Is Stucky guilty of this terrible, terrible pick that he deserves all this hate? Here's the thing. One, the, the spot for Auburn with Alabama on deck. I think that, that he's Stucky is Mr. Situational Spot. So I don't understand why, you know, he was banging the drum so hard on Auburn, knowing they, they obviously have playing spoiler next week with Alabama. I don't understand why you would ever want to mess with the Diego Diego crew here at Action Network. I would never ever I, I wouldn't if I was gonna bet against 
Diego, I would do it in secret. I would never say it out loud because this place loves them. Some Diego, Diego. And obviously you're laying points with an SEC team and they are paying another team to play them and they lose. So Stucky, unfortunately, there's just too many mitigating factors here. Guilty on all counts of a poor handicap. <laughs> Send them away. Yep. Hey guys, Mike Ionello of the Group of Five Deep Dive here. Stucky, I just wanted to call you and wish you well because I heard that you've been sick. Sick of losing to Diego, Diego. Stucky, this is not a Ponzi scheme. It is a printing press of free money. All they do is win. All they do is cover. Nine and two against the spread. Pavia is the gambling Heisman. Just admit you were wrong. You called my guy cowardly calibries. Well, no, you're stubborn Stucky. Colin, Stucky is Tyler. We have an Auburn Futures that had to survive Arkansas last week. We win. It's like, oh, my goodness, we've done it. You're 26-point favorites at home to Diego, the Ponzi scheme, and you lose outright? The group of five guys, shout out. You guys hype me the up on Wednesday on Diego, Diego, baby. I was hype. Laid the bet. I get to the Friday pod. You guys wet blanket me. Stuck, Colin, I love you. Wet blanket. I buy out. I'm a coward. I bought out. Not only are they going to cover, they're going to win this game. Let's go, Diego. Hey, Stuck. Dylan from Iowa here. And I want a public apology to Diego, Diego, and the group of five guys who have been riding this Ponzi scheme. The best part about a Ponzi scheme is there's on the bottom that aren't actually making any money. Matter of fact, they're probably losing money like you. And then the guys at the top that have been riding them since day one are making the money. I want a public apology for Diego. And I want a public apology for Mike and Mike. Thank you. Yeah, we got to give a shout out to to the G5 guys, Ionello and Calabrese. They, I mean, they've been on the Diego. I've been on the Diego train. I just have a Liberty future. But uh, no, the win total six and a half, Tim, is just, I can't remember having a win total future that went through an experience of losing on 10 horn weekend to possibly, I mean, now Auburn could beat Alabama. I highly doubt it. And for those of you that are holding tickets with me, yes, we'll be live betting our balls off if we get the chance during the Alabama-Auburn game. Uh, but man, I don't know, Tim, if it, could you imagine a 10 horn weekend, 25 point loss as a favorite for your, for your season win total? Well, I'll tell you what, it's funny. Auburn's win total came down, I believe to the final game last year as well against Alabama. And I was, I was watching the game with a buddy who had Auburn's over. And if you remember, they took the lead in that game against Alabama. And now he's looking at live betting and Alabama looked terrible to start that game. And he's like, do I just take Bama live here? And I go, no, man, I think you're cruising. I don't think you touch it. That's part of the sweat. Like, let this thing, let, let it ride. Sure enough, obviously, Bama comes back and won that, came back and won that game. But it is the um, the win total roller coaster is brutal. Why, Colin, why did you just throw a little taste? Why did you just throw a little taste on Diego, Diego? Arrogance, arrogance, thinking <laughs> I don't need a money line ticket on New Mexico State. I mean, I, you know what? And now what, what's funny is every win total I make from here on out, they're going to be like 28 point favorites to, to clinch it. And I'm going to think, I'm going to have to lay a bet every time on the money line yeah. on the dog. So is it a, it's a learning? I'm still learning. I've been doing this 20 years gambling and I'm still learning new things like, yeah, I got to lay a New Mexico State money line on 10 horn weekend. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
Colin, it's almost comical at this point. All the listeners out there, when he gives a total, bet opposite. It's simple science. I'm looking at this Southern Miss, Mississippi State total. I love the fact that he delves deep into the relationships of each coach and they don't want to run it up on each other. It's comical. What's the next total he bet? Somebody let me know. Keep them coming, buddy. Every Saturday, it's the same calling you guys. I'm honestly tired of calling. You're probably tired of hearing from me. And I'm tired of hearing myself because it's so frustrating. Every weekend, it's some bum somewhere, some team, some coach costing me thousands. This week, UNC plus seven and a half. Just too much to ask for. You're getting a touchdown. You can't make it a close game against Clemson. No. This is because Drake May and Matt Brown, this might be the worst QB coach duo I've seen in a long time. This kid is ranted dog Matt Brown takes the cake for the worst coach, coaching the most undisciplined team. All I saw was yellow flags all night, holding here, face mask there, roughing the passer on a third and God knows what towards the end of the first half. You know what else sucks? You're going to suck in basketball this year too, just like last year. Number one in the preseason rankings. Yeah, sorry, everybody in Chapel Hill. You guys suck. Drake May, I hope you listen to this podcast. You suck. 10 penalties for 75 yards on North Carolina yesterday. Do you uh, do you feel like the game was given to you, the cover, the win by 11? Do you feel like it was given to you, or did you have to earn it? Um, I thought it, the I, the luck came in the turnovers for North Carolina. They turned the ball over twice, and I think in either in the first quarter or especially I know for sure the first half, um, two key, key fumbles, one of them on the classic uh, running down the sidelines, breaking free, uh, strip from behind lands right on just about the half yard line and then rolls for a touchback. So that the greatest rule in sports came into effect there. So I think if you're an angry about uh, UNC that you have to be mad about that, not the penalties. Listen, death Valley was not the like all time loudest death Valley yesterday. You know, this wasn't a Florida state night game. This was, it was, it was a good crowd. It was, it was, ju- it was good juice, good buzz, but the penalties that North Carolina had, pretty inexcusable and I just think that they look almost disinterested and that's been kind of the theme since they had their first loss this year handed to them they they just yeah that's a good team that is that became disinterested after losing a game or two can't fumble the ball before you're about to go in the end zone about to go up 14-0 the whole game changed right there and Clemson took over so and and I said this to you Clemson can't play from behind so if you're North Carolina, like I felt like that was the ball game right there. And that's, and for them too, once they start losing and go down in that game, they do the, oh shit, here we go again. Yeah. This is a reminder the BBOC podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses for new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts. Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Moving on. You two freaking clowns. I have this spot on my calendar all season long. Corvallis, Research Stadium. It's at full capacity. No longer under renovation. Oh, Washington is a fraud. Oh, Washington can't run the ball. I mean, How many times do we have to do this? DJ Uyunga Lele, not only the Heisman tickets from last year, but now this dreadful, dreadful performance. And what a fourth down throw that was. Goodness gracious. Anyway, later.
Stucky and Colin, respect both of you. I just want to tell you, maybe the University of Washington steps up when they need to. Maybe against Oregon, instead of Oregon not going for it on fourth down and kicking the field goals like they should have, maybe we stopped them three times on fourth down. Maybe Kalen DeBoer, who is 93-10, and 10, might know what he's doing. Maybe our defense just stepped up when they needed to. Or maybe Penix just made an unbelievable throw on third down with the game on the line. But regardless, all I got to say, gentlemen, is we're undefeated, and I want to thank you again for picking against us. Go dogs! Tim, uh, we both took Oregon State. They lose by two. Even the opener of Oregon State plus one did not cash. So every single Washington number that was available all week cashed. And, you know, I mean, look, Oregon State did not have as flashy of a running day as I thought that they would. They only averaged four yards per play. They only broke two play, two running rushing attempts over 20 yards. So the explosives weren't there. Uh, you know, Damian Martinez was held to 4.7 yards per carry, even though he had 123 yards. I mean, Michael Penix didn't have a great day either, 13 of 28 in really terrible conditions, but he did have two touchdowns. The entire game was a slog. Uh, the difference was Oregon State did not have a single explosive drive and they were limited on their methodicals and they didn't cash in as much uh, when they did get into scoring position. So tough game, uh, but uh, every number for Washington cashes. It's it's really stinks because I was on Oregon State too, and it it felt almost like a, a too easy, like sharp play. We've been wait, we've had this circled all year. And I, you know, you nailed it with it coming, it would being a, it being a slog, which you would think would help Oregon State. But the other side of that is Washington, they just, they won that game because they had a, a few more playmakers who made plays. And people always ask me if I'm rooting for DJU after, you know, leaving Clemson. And I always say, I have nothing against the kid. I think, you know, he's a great kid. I want all the best for him. But part of me wants him to suck or wanted him to suck this year just for my own sanity so we could at least say, oh, yeah, DJ sucks. It was his fault. And he ha- he's been he's been fine. He's been good enough. He's not asked to do a whole lot with that team. And again, I just think that he- their ceiling is limited with someone like DJ because he doesn't make enough big time plays. And, and, and Michael Penix does. Yeah, field position was a big part of the game too. Washington had a hundred, a positive 199 hidden yards in the game, which goes to punts and kickoffs and field position. Oregon State average starting field position, the 21, Washington, the 39.9 yard line. That's a huge advantage you given Michael Penix a short field every time. All right, moving on. Bear down, Arizona. Bear down, red and blue. Bear down, Arizona. Fight them hard. I don't know this part. Bear down. Let's go. Arizona. Bit straight win. Also, New Mexico's a Ponzi scheme. I can't believe they beat Auburn outright today. But um, Arizona's going to the Pac-12 championship. They're beating Washington in the Pac-12 championship. Bear down. Hey, Stucky. I, I just dealt with some absolute here in Vegas. I had a three-team parlay, and I was two for three going into the Iowa game. And Iowa scored a touchdown and then got the ball back, favored by three points, and decided to take a delay of game penalty instead of a field goal and won by two. And now I'm down $500 and I can't pay for my mortgage and my family's going to be homeless. So thanks a lot, Iowa. All right, Tim, I'm going to serve this one up on a platter. Should Stuggy be responsible for somebody throwing Iowa in a parlay and again, and with the points, not even a money line, 
Should Suggy be held responsible for this? No, not responsible at all. Stucky is clean. He is, yeah, this case is thrown out, actually. It's not even a not guilty verdict. It's thrown out because the second you mention Iowa, that's like uh, in the discovery uh, process here when they everyone submits evidence. It's immediately thrown out when I see the name Iowa because if you're acting on anything uh, with the name Iowa and then parlaying, and money lines and all this nonsense. They were trying to cover the points. They weren't even going money line. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Exactly. When when you're trying to when you're trying to cover with Iowa, no, that's that's the thing. It's thrown out immediately. You have no you have no case. Once I see what are those four letters, Iowa. Yeah, four letters thrown out. Tossed. Hey boys, Nash from Colorado here. How the f- does Iowa continue to do this week after week? I have Illinois plus three and a half. I have Illinois six and a half live, but I've also took the money line. But more importantly, I want to watch good football. And Iowa's the complete opposite of that. What voodoo magic did Brian and Kirk Ferenz hit up at the beginning of the year? Because no matter what, week after week, they get lucky as I don't know what is going on, but I'm so sick of this Iowa team. Watching them in the Big Ten Championship is about as boring as watching paint dry on a wall. Please, someone put an end to this voodoo magic. Colin Stuckey, you gorgeous gentleman. How about UNLV going in Air Force? The refs were trying to give Air Force that one. That was the worst roughing the passing penalty I've ever seen in my life. Army able to beat Coastal and we get the underdog parlay, absolute electric stuff from UNLV, holding Air Force at the goal line. That is electric. Let's go, boys. Way to go. I guess it's a good time for best call, worst call, bet regret, Tim, because uh, you know both Stucky and I hit our Moneyline parlay of Army and uh, uh, UNLV. UNLV is an absolute wagon right now, and the good news is, is they – Still have to win a game to make the conference championship game. They play, they're going to host San Jose State this weekend. Uh, so for me, I'll say best call from the podcast uh, is going to be UNLV, but I'm going to throw a shout in. We all, I also had plays on Sam Houston and Jacksonville State. Remember, these teams can't make a bowl, and it's their first year being in uh, FBS, so they are very fired up here going into their last week. Um, you know, my bet regret, I mentioned Florida International covered Arkansas, so I'll say that. Also, the BYU number, like I had it projected at 16. I was awfully quiet about it all week, and then I didn't play it. <laughs> Man, what a bet regret against Oklahoma. And then my worst call is going to be Missouri. They didn't even get close to sniffing. I uh, had them on the Saturday show, had a nice little uh, bit of money on it that, that didn't come through. Missouri, listen, they're going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. They're, they're going to be electric and awesome. But right now, they're getting to the end of this SEC conference play, and you can tell that they are just depleted. Tim, you uh, you want to throw a shout-out for any uh, b- good calls, bad calls, bet regrets from yesterday? Um, well, Stucky, we have to give him his flowers. Best call, uh, I would say it's probably Army for him. Um, again, people probably don't care about that because they're just uh, talking about Diego, Diego, and the Auburn pick. But yeah, he did. Stucky did have a good pick in the Auburn game. Uh, and I would say that my um, my best call, I would say, it was probably it was probably Cal minus six and a half over Stanford. I just um, 
unfortunately for some reason i like watched a lot of cal this year so i had a pretty good feel on that game i had a pretty tough day to be honest i had a lot of uh a lot of wor- I had a lot of worse calls and one of them being uh calabrese and i we bet college football player props and we put put the video out every every friday and i had um i had jordan james the uh backup running back for oregon and i had him over 48 and a half rushing yards he ended at 48 so that was <laughs> pretty pretty brutal um but the handicap was that they would go up a million points and then just run it out and i don't know what happened and i i it's disgusting so that would be my uh that'd be my worst call and then bet regret i don't know why i didn't bet arizona over utah utah just scared me with that point spread utah's dangerous obviously and i actually texted somebody giving them in the Arizona pick and I didn't bet it myself. Just a classic. You know, we've all been there as as betters. Yeah, take this and then you don't actually take it yourself. Classic. I, I lost a prop too. I had Marvin Harrison at least two TDs. He only had 30 yards and one TD. So the guy <laughs> that's trying to win the Heisman? What are you doing, Marvin Harrison Jr.? All right. No more props for me. Moving on. Colin Stuck, Tim from Maryland. I took Maryland today and that's gonna cover. But are you f- kidding me? Who the f- put in the call from the Big Ten to make sure that Michigan was going to win this game and be undefeated going into the game against Ohio State next week. These zebras on the field, egregious calls. That was not grounding by Talia. And they call that a safety. What a spot by Corum at the end, too. The spot the refs gave him. Unbelievable. The zebras. Go Terps. You know, just when you think you're going to go 3-0 at the noon slate, Army easy, Maryland easy, leave it to Mario Cristobal. This loser, how the does he have a job coaching? None of these players are disciplined. Arm tackles everywhere, 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct everywhere. Taking a timeout on the goal line when you could have gotten the ball up with one minute. What are you taking a timeout for? There's 15 seconds left of the play clock. Holy this guy continues to just lose his team's games just by his decisions. Terrible. Stuck, Colin. Love you guys, but how dare y'all fade my cards, man. Especially you, Stuck. So biased with your coin. I mean, Jesus Christ. Thank you guys for the ACC ship. Go cards. And also, shout out Stuck for Arizona. My bet pit out in the first quarter. you, Colin. Yeah, Stucky, you think you're so smart, you know, betting an unranked Miami team with Mario Cristobal, head coach. That guy sucks. He was number 10 in the country. I get it. Maybe Lou was a little bit overrated, but you really think he could pull it off. You're going to take them at minus money? What the f*** are you thinking, dude? You're not that smart, bro. F*** you. Sucky, Colin, I'm sitting in my living room watching the end of the Miami game. What in the cuss is going on? Mario Christabel, first down and goal at the four-yard line, and that mother cusser doesn't run it but one time, and they do not score. By the way, Miami can't cuss and tackle. Stucky, Colin, why, oh, why did you have to go anger the gods and say that Louisville was useless and fraudulent and played anyone? and that Miami's defense was still very good, and all the smoke, you blew up my Kane's ass. Ugh. No, I didn't mix it in the water. And I myself provoked 
the god of drink, and he struck me down. And now I'm paying for it. All right, so that is our that's our last one, Tim. We got one final game for Stucky for judge, jury, executioner. Now, I did I didn't bet Miami. I said on the podcast I'm a little bit worried that this team only shows up when they have to play Florida State. Generally, they lay down everywhere else, but it was the spot, and spots in the ACC have been extremely profitable this year. So, does Stucky get a pass on the you know for on the spot for taking Miami here against a Louisville team that has bigger plans here coming up in the future? Uh, I mean. I'm having a hard time back at Tyler Van Dyke. All his injuries, his lesions, his finger. Uh, you got Crystal Ball making some horrible, horrible calls during the game. Uh, does Stucky get a pass on the Miami Hurricanes here? Here's the thing. I think we all were in agreement this year that Louisville was going to surprise some people, especially because of the schedule. And then at the same time, here's where like the, a great gambling conundrum. Preseason, you say this team's going to be better than people think. And then throughout the year, you're basically in a spot like this, you're fading them because you're like, they're not that good. Meanwhile, in the beginning, you're like, I think they're going to be better than people think, but you're like, whoa, whoa, but not that good. So it's always hard when you're trying to like put place your finger on this spectrum of where, how good they actually are. I think it's really hard to back Mario Cristobal, but I love the idea of this spot in that Louisville was, has a number next to their name. Miami doesn't. And the spread is super tight. So as an as a fair judge, I want to send Stucky to the guillotine because that would just be funny. But I think he gets a pass. I think he's not guilty. I don't mind it. I, I like where he's coming from. That's a that's a classic gambling spot. That's how I learned how to gamble was fading that team with the number next to their name, going to another place that with a team that has been disappointing all year. I agree. Agree. We have a lot of uh, situational spots coming out of the voicemails here. We have a ton of situational spots coming up this week that everybody should know about. Oklahoma, uh, as far as the Big 12 goes, this is just one of the craziest things. All the teams need to win because of what happened over the past weekend. So Oklahoma hosting TCU, they have to win that game. Iowa State, Kansas State, a knockout game. Oklahoma State has to win against BYU uh, at home. Uh, And then when you turn to the AAC, we have a knockout game between UTSA and Tulane. Um, and then SMU has to win against Navy at home. Um, and then another one, Old Dominion has a long shot to get to the Sun Belt Championship, but they need Coastal Carolina to win. Coastal Carolina will play. We'll have to see what the time slots are, but they do play James Madison, uh, a team that should be hot pissed after losing at home, hosting game day, uh, coming in. And this, What'd you think of that game? I, I, I they, this App State team has done a complete 180 in the last three weeks. They were soft. They weren't controlling the ground. And now the last three weeks, they're dominating teams on the ground. So I'm not exactly sure what got the switch flipped for um, Sean Clark and the App State team. But I'm actually not surprised whatsoever with the way the the Mountaineers have been playing. So um, just keep your eyes open for spots this weekend. Arizona can still make the Pac-12 championship, but they need Oregon to lose at Oregon State on Friday. Um, and so then you've got some other ones like teams that probably don't care coming up. Toledo doesn't need to beat Central Michigan on the road. They're already in. Um, Northwestern just made a bowl after having a, a win total that closed at two and a half. They made a bowl. Are they going to show up at Illinois this week? Does Louisville, who can win the ACC? I mean, they can make the college football playoff. I highly doubt it. But do they are they overlooking Kentucky? And then again, New Mexico State right on the overlook train again at home. They're going to overlook Jacksonville State, a team playing their last game of the year. 
uh, and New Mexico State's going to get ready for their conference title game. So keep those look-ahead spots uh, in mind when making your bets. This is the best. It starts to feel like uh, it starts to feel like bowl season this uh, next weekend because we have games kind of throughout the weekend, and like it's just it it just feels so good. It, it's it's the best. It's the best. Yeah, it is. We have, I mean, the Big 12 is just uh, every single game, every single snap is so important this weekend coming up. So many knockouts coming up. Uh, so we are officially kind of in bowl season, but I think that's going to do it for us, Tim. You want to go ahead and wrap us up and get us out here. Thanks for joining me. I, I have a Clemson game showing up, filling in for Stuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm running the big bucks uh, this weekend. You know, the th- the things I do, I just... It's a next man up mentality. I'd sit there, I'd the, I'd the clipboard in my hand, my arm was loosed, and they just said, "Hey, kid, be ready, be ready." But you know, I wish I had a better week. Can I? I'll ask you. Can I ask you one more for the door? Um, I had USC. I laid it with them because I just thought with all the nonsense going on at UCLA as well right now with Chip Kelly, with um, which quarterback is healthy, and I just thought USC. Obviously, they have their own internal problems, but they're the more talented team. I can't get this taste out of my mouth as I keep looking down at my notes to finish this, finish this show. And we haven't mentioned it. So can you just play, uh, play therapist for a minute for me? No, because the biggest <laughs> campus podcast that came out on Thursday night said UCLA all the way. They manhandled and dominated USC. Tim, you forgot the number one rule of college football betting in the year of 2023. If your offense looks horrible, disgusting, dysfunctional like a thanksgiving family dinner table just play the usc defense and all will be forgiven and that's exactly what happened to the bruins yesterday they actually look pretty good uh they out physical usc by far so uh yeah ucla needs a win here this weekend so they can push their season win total of eight but uh no you're you're guilty yourself okay (laughs) well i I would i wish i I wish I knew that not going into week 12, uh, every offense gets fixed when they play USC. So yeah, thanks. I guess I'll, I guess I'll keep that in mind. And yeah, USC and I'll, I'll give myself one more, uh, one more prop here. Uh, best call you, uh, USC under 10 wins this year. I mean, come on. That was was the easiest thing in the entire world. That felt good. That felt good. Um, okay. No, No more gloating for me. Um, after that, it was, it was a good weekend. I'm happy to do it. Happy to fill in. Hope Stuck is feeling better. And obviously, everybody, make sure you're following Stucky and Colin in the app for uh, to take a look, especially at some situational spots and what will be an exciting rivalry weekend, Thanksgiving coming up as well. So, um, Colin, thank you for having me. I'm a reminder that BBOC is presented by BetMGM. Hope everyone had a wonderful week 12, and we're looking forward to the last weekend of the regular season. Thank you, Colin. Peace out. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.